Bless me, my parishioners, for I have sinned. I was greedy this week, got caught up in the excitement, and bought $10 worth of lottery tickets. I was hoping for the $1.2 billion. Anyone else fall for it besides myself? There's a couple others. Confessions right after Mass. No, I'm kidding. And despite the fact that in my mind I had spent the money on things like paying off the Parish Life Center, giving all of you $1,000 apiece, God didn't play along, I didn't win, someone in Illinois now has my money. To make matters worse, on my way home from the gas station where I sheepishly bought the five tickets, I was feeling weird about the whole thing, and then I saw a man with the sign, Homeless Veteran Need Help. And then I got home and turned on the TV, and there was a commercial asking for just $10 a month for the poor. Again, seriously, God, it was just, a, just a, 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 an attempt to get rich. Okay, yes, I was going to buy myself a few things, like a private island in the Bahamas and maybe a flashy new car. But with $742 million after taxes, I was going to endow everything Catholic. I had it all in my mind. It was going to be awesome, and let's face it, I would have been the hero. But then we hear stories about so many lottery winners that lose their way. Would that have happened to me? Imagine my annoyance when a gloating reporter said that I was far more likely to get struck by lightning three times than win the lottery. Clearly you wasted your money, he said very pompously, and clearly I changed the channel to the Shark Week on the Discovery Channel. But through the course of the last couple of days, I did realize that longing to win the lottery became an all-encompassing daydream. I spent a lot of money in my mind and I didn't, that I didn't have in asking, what if I won? And coinciding with this daydream, I also noticed that I stopped praying the usual prayers of gratitude for what I do have, the tremendous blessings that God has given me that have nothing to do with my bank account or a Bahamian island or a nice car. I remember reading a book about the happiness of living a simple life. It inc included a question first posed by the late Archbishop Thomas Murphy from Seattle, that is, what do I own and what owns me? But simply, material blessings can be a curse if our perspective is wrong. The book included exercises like cleaning out a closet and only keeping the things that you need as opposed to what you have and want. I was embarrassed to say that the exercise resulted in a huge leaf bag full of clothes for the poor that I neither needed or war. And after that challenging exercise, God gave me an insight that the deepest peace came when I discovered that happiness is not found in having a bunch of stuff, but placing my complete trust in his providence and doing my best each day to follow that plan in my life. Jesus is teaching us a similar lesson in our gospel today, that a good life does not consist of a bunch of extra possessions. By living simply, we gain a whole new perspective on life. and We get, begin to enjoy the simple things of this world without clinging to them, without expecting to be fulfilled by them. Jesus tells the story of a rich man whom he calls a fool. The man won the lottery, well, at least in my mind, and he had an overabundance of the world's goods. And so great was his success that he built new barns to hold his harvest, only to lose it all through a premature death. Now, let's be clear, 
Jesus isn't opposed to being resourceful with our assets. In other passages, he praises resourcefulness, like the wise stewards that are called to invest the master's money and make a profit. In addition, there are multiple people of wealth that assist Jesus and the early Christians, like Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who gives away half of his vast fortune when Jesus calls him, but he keeps the other half. Or a group of wealthy women who follow Jesus and support him. Or Joseph of Arimathea, who, who donates his tomb for Jesus' burial. Or St. Barnabas, who had land. And Lydia, a wealthy businesswoman who supports early missionaries in the Acts of the Apostles. But he is calling us to use our resources to seek first the kingdom of God and to do his work, as we heard in their second reading today. For example, the rich man in today's gospel could have easily relieved some of the suffering of his laborers by sharing his excesses with them, and that his greed and selfishness was an offense to God, that he didn't even get that. He didn't grasp that everything he had, regardless of how hard he may have worked for it, was a gift to be shared, not hoarded. He certainly didn't know that today would be the last day of his life on earth. If he had known, I wonder if he might have done things a little differently. Would we do things differently today if we knew that today was our last day and we would face our judgment? A lesson we can take from this parable is that it does us no good to pile up riches for ourselves if we are not rich in what matters to God. And regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth, we have to be generous and not greedy. Because in the end, if we're rich or materially comfortable without being generous, then we start to think less and less of the God of the universe and what he wants us to do for him. And our pursuit of the good life may cause us to become blind and impoverished about what really matters. Things like prayer, doing the will of God, relieving the suffering of God's people. This is why Jesus tells us that it's so difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Regardless of our state in life, so many of us are tempted to pursue things that are simply out of reach. And maybe that's a merciful gift that God gives us because they can never bring us eternal happiness. Only in doing what matters to God can we find joy. St. Paul tells us clearly in our second reading today, we must first seek what is above, that when Christ appears, he, uh, we will appear with him in glory. So what does matter to God? We can look at, for example, the corporal works of mercy. What should we seek for our treasure if not for material things? We must be rich in mercy and generosity and ask the question, what more can I do to relieve human suffering in the name of our Lord? What more can I do to spread the gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ? So I didn't win the lottery. I guess that's okay. And giving a $10 donation to charity perhaps would have pleased God a lot more and helped others. And to remind myself of that, I think I'm going to drop off some groceries at the Merciful Help Center this week. For there is no greater joy than to form an attitude of detachment which is the first step to really authentically hearing the Lord and his voice. As we heard in our responsorial today, uh, psalm today, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. 
So as we receive our Eucharistic King today in Holy Communion, who willingly stripped himself of material goods and lived in poverty so as to fully focus on the will of God, let us pray that God will increase a spirit of detachment, generosity within us, and the desire to give ourselves over completely to doing his will.